Alright, so I want to start this one by issuing a small correction. I said last time that we were around like the 50 sleep mark. We're actually at about 67 or so. I, uh, when I gave that total, I had neglected to add in the skip that I did from like the, the start to the, the first appearance of the God of Dragons. And then when we actually like resumed you all living your lives and doing things. Update all of my calendars now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And with that out of the way, I would like to say it's been a number of sleeps, but we kind of left off something really huge just dangling there. And I'd like to resolve it. So, Steiner. Uh, y'all? You wake up. That's weird, you haven't done that in a while. Y'all? An immediate scanning of your surroundings tells you you're in Adel's tent. Adel is in here. So is Mesa. You are laying on your back on the floor. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. I've not done this in some time, I think. Mesa was kind of like leaning over you, and they kind of jump a little bit at you suddenly talking and scoot back. Adel strides forward. They've been kind of leaning up against one of the supporting beams of the tent. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you are awake. Welcome back. What? What happened? I don't normally sleep, if that's what that was, if any case. You fell unconscious. You had volunteered yourself as a conduit oh. for mana so that I would not have to use my own strength to remove the parasites from Diesel and Balde. Right, it's coming back now. I remember that. Are they all right? Did you... everything go okay? They are both fine. The parasites have been removed oh, and slain. Good to hear. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm all right. Everything else well? The camp is fine. Your companions are fine. It has been a few sleeps. Hmm. Well, that's more than I expected, but I don't seem to have any problems. Everything seems alright, so all's well that ends well, I suppose. Adel and Meza keep, like, giving each other looks at this whole exchange. And, uh, have you picked yourself up at this point, or are you just, like, still laying on your back? I'm sitting up, yeah. Okay. Ada will come and sit down in front of you. Steiner, I have some questions that I need to ask you. Yes, I can imagine what they are. I gave you only the briefest of explanations. So, I'm assuming it's about the whole memory thing. It is many things. 
and it connects to your memory. I initially intended to simply allow you to recover under your own terms, but when you were still for so long, I began to grow worried, and I recalled that Meza had a was, was pursuing a project that would have outcomes similar to your existence. So I sought them out, brought them here to look over you. They did evaluate you, and they were instrumental in reviving you. And Mesa kind of like puts their hands up in a, in a oh no kind of way. They say, I, I wouldn't say instrumental. It, it was happening on its own. I just sped it up. And regardless, I appreciate it. I would, wouldn't have, wouldn't do to be out for longer than that. The, um, the, the issue, the thing that has us worried is I, I have a, a much more complete picture of you now than I used to. You have a soul inside you. It isn't quite like ours, but it's very, very similar. Ah. Uh, that. I've been piecing... I've been piecing bits together myself, but had come to some conclusions. So, from what I can tell, it's... Well, let's see, to the start... It's a bit like reading words on a paper that have been had ink splattered all over it. You can get bits of it, and you can sort of form a picture from that, but it's just... it's still incomplete. And from what I can... ascertain, I was alive, I died, and I was moved into this... shell, body, form, however you want to refer to, refer to it. Mesa is sitting at rapt attention, drinking all of this in. Adel is just still sitting there in front of you. Their brows are a little bit knit. They're nodding along, taking it in. How the... how my soul was transferred over, I genuinely do not know. I could take educated guesses, but that's all they would be, educated guesses. At some point, I met my two companions, and we ended up here. There's fine details here and there, but that's the broad strokes. I am not overly concerned with your origins. Many here have unpleasant and violent histories. 
I do not believe it should set them apart. My concern for you is who you used to be. The method to extracting those parasites. Forging a blade from a broken heart. That is not something most people would even think to do. And it is certainly not something any but those with power like my own could even dream of. So my concern is were you made by one like me or did you used to be one like me? Well, entirely valid concern given everything, but I'm not sure how much I can assuage your concerns. To date, not that my memory matters so much these days, but I don't think I've met anything quite like you, aside from maybe the big dragon out there. Who I was before, I have fractured bits. I had a workshop, a private space to build and study, and I did research. Many times it was to stop things like those parasites. I remember there was some kind of jelly that fed on psychic energy. There was once there was some kind of large beast that could project an image of itself far from where it actually was. Fairly dangerous, but I don't think you would have any issue with it. Some manner of fish people. They were weird. Didn't like them. And from what I gather, most of my time was spent solving issues like this. There's something very complex happening behind Adel's eyes, but they their expression slowly brightens up. That could, that could mean that there are... others. Like me. Others who wish to make this place safe. If you are created to... solve, to defeat... the most dangerous things in this land. I want to, like, put a hand on Adel's shoulder, like, you know, slowly and gently. You could call me adrift on an ocean of confusion, and that would not be inaccurate. But it's absolutely one thing I am sure of, and that is as long as there are people, there will be people trying to help. I do know that, but the notion of those with power and intelligence and time. You could not be created quickly or simply. This is, as far as I can tell, an almost endless world. It's the reason that 
given enough people that want to help, some of them have the means to do so. They may be few and far between, but they are there. Then I will hope above all that I can meet them before it is too late. If they yet live, I would see you reunited with them and I would see them joining us. They will hope for that too. They will hope with everything that I have. <sighs> well, Mesa, was there anything more you needed to know? Any questions you further had? No, I I learned. <laughs> I've learned more in the last sleep than I have in the last. Twelve dozen seasons, so uh, I, I'm very all right for the time being. Um, Steiner, I'm sorry again for prying. No, I think nothing of it. It's it's absolutely nothing. Thank you for watching over me while I was uh, out. As undesirable as the circumstances that led to that was. Being asleep was kind of nice. Oh, I am certain your companions have begun to wonder at your absence. What is this? Where are they? I should find them. And should actually a thought occurs. I'm not sure how much I can do against... Well, I don't think I can do anything against what's outside, but... I think I can help in different ways. Yes. Yes, I have an idea for a project. Adel gets up, slaps at the back of their skirt to get the dirt off of it, and then steps out of the way of the entrance to the tent. Right. Well, first I must uh, check in with a few people, and then I'm going to get to work. So you can head out. Who are you going for first? Um, let's see. It's going to be either um, Diesel or... Uh, God, can't remember name now. Baldi? Baldi, yes. Baldi seemed to get off... Uh, seemed to be the worst off of the two. Or maybe Diesel. Diesel, Diesel carried it longer. I mean... Balde was more freaked out because, like, a parasite jumped out of a person and into them. But they were handling it a lot better after you explained the situation. Yeah, so let's check in with Diesel. I was going to say, they probably are more shaken up of the two. Alright. Well, let's actually shuffle these two together wander around a little bit you find Diesel with the gathering group Balde included ah good uh, everyone's already here that saves me the trouble oh good you're up Balde getting up to their feet walking over to you arms spread wide we were worried you just 
dropped and didn't get back up. Hmm. It'll needed a little bit of a boost, so I did, and it um, had me put me out for a few days, but I feel right as rain now, so no hard time. And speaking of, how are the two of you? Uh, we're both getting on just fine. Excellent. Doesn't seem to be any uh, side effects or anything, and Diesel's fitting in pretty good with our group. We might have an eighth. All right. Well, good news all around. Spare sites are a bit of a nasty business, but if you know how to deal with them, it's not that bad. If you don't know how to deal with them, though, they are not. Then praise be that we had you around. Spoke of good fortune. So, Diesel, have you uh, introduced yourself to the rest of the camp? I have, yeah. I've, um... I've met, gosh, not even close to everybody, but I've met a lot of people. I've, it's been pretty incredible having a place to sleep where I don't have to just be on edge all the time. Yes, it's quite a weight off the shoulders, huh? <laughs> I... I think I slept more recently than I had, gosh, for maybe half of the rest of my life put together. You're safe now, despite um, the big dragons. Everything here is as well as could possibly be. So, rest up, get some good food, and make yourself at home. Thank you, again. Uh, no, it, it's, it's, I'm happy to help anyone in need. Uh, and speaking of help, actually, uh, one day, I had a sudden burst of inspiration when I woke up. Oh, do tell. I would like to try building a loom. I'm sorry? For, uh, a machine for weaving cloth. You know how to make that kind of thing. I believe I can. I'm not 100%, but I believe if I got the materials that I could fashion one that would produce cloth for the camp. We already have the... using the leaves that we got the strings for the instruments from, I believe it would function quite well for cloth. It's just a matter of weaving it together, and I think I can make something that will do that. That'd be quite a feat, yeah. I will compile a list to put together for our next outing. Looking forward to it. Glad to see you putting projects together. Yes, well, we must be proactive. For now, though, um, what's happening here? I kind of just walked in on this. We're just getting to know Diesel. Figuring out well, where they came from, how long they've been out there, all that. I should like to join on that, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Come on in, sit down. I will do just that. Thank you. Can I pop a squat with the rest of the gathering team, get to know Diesel a bit? They're, uh... You get the sense that they're fairly young? 
I mean, you could get the sense of that just by how they look, but they're they're pretty early in their life cycle, just pretty shortly after adulthood. Uh, that big old sword that they wear on their back is something they just found one day, just half stuck in the ground. They picked it up. They're not great at using it, but being able to swing around a huge chunk of metal tends to make like low-level predators give you some space. Mm-hmm. It's preferable to not being able to swing around a huge chunk of sharp metal. Yep. And, uh... They weren't always traveling by themselves. They had originally been with a group of, like, 30, but one day they just woke up and were alone. Just everybody they had ever known was gone, and they have no explanation for it. Yeah, that seems to be a common thing. So they just kind of wandered around... You know, they'd find a place that was safe to sleep in for a little bit, and then uh, some pack of some kind of hunters would come through, and they'd have to leave. And that just kept happening. And then they joined up with a small group that was supposed to be heading here. Like, they had heard about a safe zone being protected by one of the the great and powerful ones that commanded the land in the sky and was, you know, for those who were not like them to be safe while the world was made safe. So it's just like, oh, okay, I don't know if that's real, but it's a, a fine place to be and it's not like I have anywhere else to go. Sure beats dying. <laughs> so they wandered together. They got separated in like a stampede of some kind of like the, the the description resolves in your mind as like a reptilian horse. Diesel never found that group again, but they had a direction, so they just kept walking. Eventually, they ran into you. The rest is history. And now you know the rest of the story. Good day. (laughs) So you can hang out with the gatherers as long as you like. Gonna go check in with your friends who haven't seen you in a bit. Because you just kind of fucking vanished on them. I imagine they'd like. No, because Adel didn't mention them checking in on me or anything, so. Well, some friends you guys are. just Steiner. Sometimes he passes out. Sometimes he just vanishes for long periods of time. It's not anything to be concerned about. Uh, oh, that Steiner guy. Sometimes he just disappears for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. Steiner? Never heard of him. Steiner, I hardly knew. Right, yeah, I'll just, you know, at some point after talking to my new friends, 
go to my old terrible friends who apparently didn't care where I was and find <laughs> I them. I mean, we probably knew where you were. It's just we weren't spending every waking moment there. Crowding out. I don't know. You were like, what, in Adel's tent or something? Yeah. Let me have my indignity. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I imagine Roxanne spent way too much time in there and eventually got told off to go do something else <laughs> instead of sitting there worrying. That was probably by Grant because the the other two seemed far too polite to do that. Mesa is fucking wrist deep in the, the runes that cause Steiner to work and Roxanne just has her chin on their shoulder observing everything. Mesa is too nice to say, please fuck off and let me work. Brent just has to come in, like, put a hand on Roxanne's shoulder and drag her out. So yeah, I can track those two down and be like, hey, not dead. Yeah, they're, uh, you'll find them sitting outside of their tent. Roxanne is kind of crowded around this, like, really short, copper-haired elf you've seen her interact with a couple of times. They've got a journal open. Roxanne, Aster is showing you the entry that you have already read on the Star-Crossed Parasites. I tried to pretend that I have not already seen it before. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. How interesting. Wow. And they and they get in your chest and they and they commit suicide if you dig the other one out. Wow. That's terrifying. Wow. My goodness. I've never heard of these before. Wow. They look like weird fucking starbursts. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird that it, looking at them kind of makes me hungry? <laughs> fruit by the foot. Evil fruit by the footworms, huh? How about that? All sorts of things out there. So, Amelia, in the midst of false excitement and interest and all of that, you hear the clank, clank, clank of Steiner coming up. <laughs> there you are. Steiner, you fucking asshole. You made me worry. And then you just fucking come up, clank, clank, clank. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm sorry to make it have made you worry, but they do need a little extra boost to get the parasites out. So I didn't think it put me up for that long. I thought it'd be just an hour at most. All right. Well, you're not allowed to die. Okay. I will kick your ass if you die. I will find you and kick your ass. You know I'll do it. Leave you. I won't. I will solemnly swear to do my best not to die again. Good. I'm glad you're okay, Steiner. I have to go find Leslie and let them know I am not dead. Yeah, I think, I think they'd probably appreciate that. <sighs> Sorry again for making you worry. I'm just glad you're okay. 
<sighs> Alright. I better to go find them. Leslie, where you at? Uh, where is Leslie at? I don't know. That's why I asked yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh... Narrow this down. Up his own ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost certainly in the camp. Uh, you know what? Let's let's be uh hanging out with Avda and working on that healing magic stuff. All right. Steiner, you find Grant in the doctor's tent, just practicing healing magic. Not, <sighs> not dead. Oh, hey, uh, you're awake. Good, good. Uh, you have you told Amelia yet? Because uh, yes. they were worried. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, I see. I see how it is down on Second Street. Got it. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Well, I ran into them first, but also yes, you're on Second Street. <laughs> Never change, Steiner. Never change. I am mostly metal. I am fairly immutable at this point. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm just here with uh with Avda, who. Hello. I I hesitate to call them my good friend because they can never remember me when I leave, so it's weird to call them that. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm coming along on the healing magic stuff. Ah, good to hear. Afta waves at you, Steiner. Yes. Hello. Well, how is everything going along here? Anything can grab you, get uh, some refreshments, some... I think there's some food going over by the campfire. Um... You know what? I probably could eat. Uh, so, hold on a second. Let me write down some stuff for Avda so that way uh, they... No, 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 that, uh, that's why I was asking because I can just go get it and bring it back oh. and then you don't have to go through the whole you don't remember remake of Remola Yeah, if you don't, if, uh, you don't mind, thanks Of course, I'll be right back I also want to note that um, throughout the sleeps, Grant has probably been slowly trying to learn Maybe not the sign language variant that Avda uses, but definitely like the spoken variant that everybody else in the camp uh I'm uses. sorry, I just realized they didn't ask Avda if they wanted anything. Incredibly rude, I'm sorry. Uh, I will sign to Avda, do you want anything from the f- uh, fire? Apparently food's go- going on. Colin, finish your thought, and then I'll answer that. Okay. Grant has been learning the the language that has been the spoken language in the camp throughout the last few sleeps so um i mean it's not like he's not multilingual already so learning apparently like not that i have any frame of reference for this but once you've learned a second language like learning more languages is much easier but i still don't think like by this point grant would be fluent like probably basic sentences at this point. There's also the thing that um, immersion in a language helps you learn it faster. Everybody here is speaking roughly the same thing. If you're like walking around without the translator on you, there's some like kind of regional dialects that you can pick up on. 
almost, but like everything has the same basic grammar and syntax to it. Okay. Mostly the same vocabulary. So you're you're coming along, you know. We're at like seventy sleeps at this point, so God, what's that? Like two months in a week? Yeah, if Duolingo is to be believed, you can learn a new language in about four months. But, um, to answer the question, Avda will... Uh, Avda's not deaf, by the way, just to be clear, oh, so... Oh, okay. The, they they heard that entire conversation, and before Steiner had even, like, turned around to ask, they were in the middle of signing to you, Grant, that they would like something warm and soft is what they're in the mood for. Uh, they say they want something warm and soft. Of course, I will be as back as quickly as time permits. I gave you a quick sign, Steiner, that you feel thanked. You don't understand it, but you feel like you've been thanked. Give him a little nod and I turn around to go get the food. And today, today is giant bugs and breadfruit. <laughs> breadfruit, haven't had that in a few years. I guess breadfruit will cover warm and soft if it's kind of warmed up. Yeah, you gotta bake that stuff, right? Roasted breadfruit, aka toast fruit. Alright, so which one of the Harrisons are we following around first? Whoever speaks first gets it. I'll do it. Alright. Why are we on the buzzer? After uh, after Steiner woke up, you know, life kind of went back to normal. Nothing big's happened. No more fucking titans have lumbered over the horizon or anything. Life's just kind of gone back to the, the normal rhythm that it had before. And been like another 20 sleeps since then yeah well first of all i've been you know mostly i've just been busying myself with my pet projects either either trailing malfa learning about uh medical alchemy uh or just doing my journal stuff my my community census whatever you'd like to call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the big thing is I think I finally got my instrument ready for like public play or whatever. But before that, I did, I think I at least said to somebody, I said, I think I said to Zolf that I would show it to them before I like actually unveiled it. So I'm going to go find Zulf and be like, hey, look at this cool thing I made. <laughs> of all the people in the camp, Zulf is probably like the second easiest to find after Adel, because Adel's fucking eight and a half feet tall. But Zulf is very frequently just jamming out on their Kartra, so it's not hard to just, like, follow the sounds and find them. Hell yeah. Like, I don't... I don't interrupt them, at the very least. They, uh... 
they appear to be pretty well developed on the piece that they told you they were working on. Like, the, the length of their jam sessions and, like, the, the frequency of resets has gotten longer and shorter, respectively. Hell yeah. So, you might find them and then just kind of, like, stand there for five minutes as they just go ham, just working their way through some kind of piece, the the stick dragging up and down the length of the cartra, like, up high for a little bit of it, and then down low, sweeping back and forth. There, there's a, a, li- a little bit, there's a couple of points where they're, like, tapping it against it in instead of dragging and like just a very like percussion drum kind of moment adding that sound in it's very coming along hell yeah and then there's a moment where it's like they they fumble it you can see that the stick kind of comes loose in their hand and it like throws them way off and it almost flies out of their hand and like "Mm." no nope that's not right blink their eyes open. They've been sitting there like with eyes closed, head bowed, Kartra in their lap. Open their eyes, look up. Oh! Hey, Amelia. Hey. You're doing pretty good. You've gotten a lot better. I... I mean, at least by my estimation. I appreciate your estimation. I haven't had a lot else to do besides get better at it, and that's kind of wonderful to think about. I didn't mean to interrupt your practice session there, but I thought I'd come find you because I think I think I finally got my guitar where I want it to be. That's great to hear. Like, and I wanted to show you first, you know, fellow musician, thought you might appreciate it. Uh, you gonna play a little for me? Yeah, uh... I figure, you know, only fellow musician I know, he would appreciate it the most. And I thought, uh, you know, it'd be nice to show it to you before... <sighs> I don't know, it's not like I'm gonna get everybody's attention and be like, hey, look at this thing I can do, but... I mean, why not? I don't know. I mean, it's mostly just like, we'll see how I feel about it. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. No pressure or anything. I want to play in front of everybody once I got this down. No, no, I I get it. I totally get it, you know? But, uh, yeah. I have been, uh, working on this for a while, so... There's nothing. I don't have a song in mind for this, just for the record. But I, it's definitely like a song Roxanne has probably like heard and practiced before. Wonderwall. It's absolutely not Wonderwall, you fucking scum. <laughs> hey, dude. Free bird. Stare away to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rox- Roxanne, pro- Rox- Roxanne is probably too much of An a. An acoustic fucking- cover of Hey Ya uh, by Outcast. <laughs> Roxanne's probably too much of a hipster 
to uh, admit that she knows how to play uh, how to play Freebird. Crazy train. <laughs> like she's done it and she practices it in private, but she would never admit to knowing how to do it. Grant knows, but Grant also keeps it secret that he knows that she knows how to play it. I mean, hey, there's nobody here to threaten your hipster cred. Hipster cred isn't a thing that exists yet. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Introduce these people to Ska and get us kicked out of the camp. (laughs) I don't have have any horns. Which wave of Ska (laughs) is the important question? What's the difference between Ska and a bull? Ska bands have horns in the back and an asshole in the front. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Roxanne plays Freebird. That's dumb enough to be funny. I love it. I'm here for it. Fucking just slap in Freebird acoustic cover in here. <laughs> um, yeah, what? I just want to know how well you do. Give me an act under pressure roll. Give yourself a plus one. Plus one for Freebird. Alright. Don't put a plus in there. Holy shit, I bombed it. No, that's a seven, not a six. I mean, like, okay. It's it's pretty average. Although, like, I don't know. It's the first time they've ever heard anyone play Freebird on a guitar. It might be the best thing they've ever heard. First time they've ever heard anyone play a guitar, maybe. Yeah, and see, like, there's the thing, is the same with Adol and Grant's painting. Self probably hasn't heard too many musicians, and if they have, they probably haven't heard them try and play classic rock. (laughs) So it's not as though they exactly have a frame of reference so all of Roxanne being harsh on herself is entirely to her own detriment because Zolf is jamming they got the head bob going on they got the foot tap they're drumming their hands against their thighs they're not like recreating spontaneously the original drum line of Freebird but they're they're into it and you know every time you fumble a string or miss a fret or whatever they don't seem to notice as far as they're aware this is exactly what you intended to do it's just the most rockin'est shit that they've ever heard yeah when you finish the song I mean they don't clap because that's not a thing. But right. they put their hands on their hips. They're, they're giving you just a, a big fellow band nerd smile. They're very excited about all of this. Oh, that was incredible. That was so much at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, uh, you know, the, oh, I mean, it's a solo. Normally, I mean, when I heard it, there were more instruments to it, but you know, 
people always really like the solo. <laughs> but, uh, All right. you know, I'm not perfect at it, but it's pretty good, right? It's incredible. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to work extra hard now. Uh, I mean, you get there. You just got to keep at it, right? <laughs> yeah. I got all the time in the world to keep at it. Right on. <laughs> That's a fucking saying that probably doesn't exist in the, in the Feywilds. Right on. <laughs> Roxanne gonna throw up the horns? No. <laughs> she has enough sense not to do that. Alright. Roxanne, not known for her sense, but has at least this much sense. Alright, so the, the two of you can just keep on jamming for a bit, but what comes after? Um, I'm gonna jam for a bit, and after, like, we're in one of the little, like, cooldown spots where we're just, like, trying to, I mean, you know, catch your breath and all that kind of stuff, Roxanne just goes, you know what? I think I am gonna do it, though. You know, uh, not right now. Maybe after I sleep on it a little bit, I think I'm gonna, I don't know, maybe a little bit away from the campfire, get some folks' attention, just be like, hey, I'd like to play a song for you. I'm sure you'll pull a crowd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just warming them up for whenever you're ready, right? <laughs> oh. Don't put any pressure on me or anything. Mm, it's not pressure. Because I, I know that you're going to make it. You're going to, you're going to, you, you will meet my expectations and exceed them. I know you will. Yeah, you know what? I'll do it. We should figure out a duet. That's an amazing idea. I love it. After, though, yeah. let's get our solo pieces figured out first. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne travels back in time, starts a fucking band. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though. You might have, uh... You might inspire somebody else to, uh... become a musician. Somebody might come up to you and ask you to teach them. That might be the best thing that would ever happen to me, I think. Yeah, well, it's a brave new world going on right now. A lot of this, it's unprecedented. People are going to be open to new things that they never thought that they were going to have the time or the, the freedom to do. Can you imagine if this kind of thing became commonplace? Hmm. Well, I've always believed nothing can stay the same forever. So, you think about it, this, she motions to all around her. This isn't the commonplace thing. Everything out there is the norm. 
so if anything, out there's gotta change eventually. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's the whole plan. In the meantime, we make this place as the the seed of what we want the new world to grow into. I'd like it if there was a lot of music in it. Yeah. I hope we all get to see it. on doing anything that's gonna require me to leave. Fair enough, fair enough. Quite frankly, I can't imagine Adel doing anything other than winning forever. So, I think we'll get to see it. Yeah. I, I can't wait. So what now, Amelia? Is that you asking as a DM? Yes. Um... Well, I don't actually have any other ideas in mind. So, I think... You know, just going to spend the rest of my, uh... Day, air quotes, just sort of tooling around. Still, uh, practicing up. In, in the tent and uh, uh well not maybe not too loud maybe not in the tent actually somewhere far away so I'm not disturbing somebody who might be sleeping mm-hmm. there's no garages in this world <laughs> not bad attitude there are not yet any garages in this world but so like just gonna spend the rest of the day practicing and getting ready for tomorrow when I have to play for an audience that does that's not already predisposed to uh, liking what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. I want to say before we switch over to my scene, Grant will walk in and it's like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew you knew Freebird. When did you hear that? The. The room wasn't as soundproofed as you think. We're growing up, Roxanne. Look. <laughs> Look. I'm not Roxanne, I'm Amelia. Hello. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <sighs> anyway, now here's Wonderwall. I don't know how to play Wonderwall, and fuck you for even <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> hey, so Lindsay. Yeah. There's um There's something going on in camp. Vague. Okay. There's rumblings going around. People think somebody's gone missing, but nobody is exactly sure. Uh, okay. 
Grant shows up. Oh, I found them. They <laughs> is it oh, me? They're gone again. It... I found them. Like, you're gone again. I found them. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, is it me? Is I, Am I missing? <laughs> it's not you. No. Okay. All right. I'll ask around. Hey, uh, who's missing? So the first person you ask is just kind of confused. Like, I, I don't know. I swear they're... People are talking like there should be one more person in in this little group and they're not there. Huh. Okay. Is there anything you like that you know about that could help us find them, like what they look like, what their I, name is. I'm, I'm not the right person to ask. You're gonna want to either go find Eula or Odo. All right, yeah, I'll go find. Uh, well, first I'll have to ask what they look like, because I I have not met either of those people yet. It seems. Yeah, those are. I mean, you might have heard those names in passing, but they're relatively uh, new names for you. Odo is a uh, kind of short drow. They're described as having a lot of, like, white spots all over their face, like up around their nose and under their eyes and kind of down the back of their neck a little. It's, it scans as drow freckles. Yeah, I was just about to say freckles. Yeah. They don't they don't have a word for that here, but that's what that sounds like to you. And then they also kind of got like soft poofy hair that they keep uh, uh, relatively short under their ears. Okay. And then Yula is a very fair-skinned, uh, soft-featured, long white hair uh they carry themselves very well. They're very soft-spoken, very straight posture. And the, the two of them tend to hang out together. Okay. And they were the ones who started this talk of a missing person. All right, I'll go find them. All right. I'll say for this first bit, it requires no role to track them down. Camp isn't exactly big, so... Yeah, and they're together and there are uh, you know that that specific set of description like oh that's that's a match that I'll notice immediately okay so they're just often kind of a little corner by themselves and they both seem distressed I'll go up to them and I'll be like hey uh, I heard that you think someone in camp is missing Odo regards you with a little bit of suspicion. Yula just turns to you. Do we know you? Are you new? Um, it's a long story that uh, will sound really, really weird, but I've been here for a while, though only... Adol will remember me from interaction to interaction. 
they will be able to vouch for me, however, if you want to go ask. They look at each other. Odo shrugs. Yula shrugs back. Odo turns to you. Well, if you're some kind of walking memory hole, then maybe you're the perfect person to figure this out. We don't quite understand what's happening, but... All of our stuff is in sets of three. Our tent has three sleeping mats in it. We have three bags. We have three sets of clothes, three sets of shoes. There should be a third person with us, and there isn't. Okay. All right. Um, I'm fairly well versed in magic and you won't forget me as long as we're close to each other so if you could show me to your tent and show me the one and show me the clothes that don't belong to you two i can use that third set of clothes to hopefully find someone through scrying i am willing to allow you to try two of them will stand up lead you over to a mid-sized tent definitely built for three okay you can head inside and yeah it's pretty clearly laid out there are meant to be three people in here moto motions at one of the piles that's the odd one out all right give me a second here uh, I'll go over to it and try and use magic to observe another place or time using the the pile of clothes as a focus. So here's what's actually going to happen, Lindsay, is mm-hmm. you are not going to use magic. You are instead just going to roll weird. I know those are functionally the same thing, but okay. they're not actually going. I still get a 10. You still get a 10. So here's what happens. The spell doesn't work. Like you do everything right. You say all the incantations. You get a little bowl of water together to scry and all of that. You can tell you are actively being blocked by something. (sighs) Okay, something's actively blocking me from seeing this. So, uh... Um, I guess roll more dice at it. Uh, uh, investigate mystery, I guess. I want you to tell me what you start doing before I have you roll dice and do moves. Okay. Um, Grant's just basically going to go through all his wizard training and see, like, try and realize what could block something like this. How could I counter it if I can... Um, if it's not counterable, then like, what would the source be, etc., etc. Just basically going through years and years of wizard training. Okay, I will allow the roll then. All right. It's an eleven. An eleven. All right, you get two. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my third bonus one. What magic was done here? So in, in the context of the thing that is blocking you, 
you you can't get an exact feel for what it is because it is like blocking your ability to analyze it. It, it is like a multi-layer block, but the the what you what little you can get tells you that this is some kind of like almost existential scream. There is definitely somebody missing, and they are being like anything to do with them is being blocked out. Except for the physical objects around the camp. What happened here? Like, is there any is there anything that I can tell between knowing that and like just looking around a room to figure out if something has happened to this person if or if they just like simply got up and went away and just don't want to be seen for a while see I don't think I can like narratively give you the complete answer to that question because you just said you were sitting down coming through information correct like that's in your head right right so could you ask something else? Yeah. Um. How about this? What can I'm gonna twist? What can hurt it into like? What can disable this screen in order for me to work past it? So unless you wanted to get Adel directly involved, you might have to find whatever is generating the screen. Because I'll I'll give you this bit for free. You've never heard of something like this. Well, that's not entirely accurate. You've heard of things like this, you've never heard of this exactly. So this might be something that doesn't exist in the modern day, for one reason or another. And, um, where did it go? Can I use my knowledge to, like, track the source of it? Like, not necessarily track down where this person is, but track down, like, the source of what's blocking this person from existing in other people's minds. Not using magic. Your the, the extension of your magical senses mm-hmm. are also being blocked. So I'd have to track them down physically. Yeah, you can't like grab a thread out of the air with your sense with your your sixth sense and follow it to its source. That too is being blocked. Okay. I'll tell Odo and Yula there's something here blocking me from being able to do my scrying and as a result I can't find the person that's missing but if we found the source of this block and got rid of it, I'm fairly certain we could find the other person. Both just kind of look distressed, but it's Yula who speaks up first. Is there anything I can do to assist you? Is there anything I can do with big magic that would involve Yula and Odo in order to help me like push through this barrier harder like basic magic's not doing 
doing the job, so I just need more people behind it, essentially. I mean, in theory, Big Magic can do a lot of things. The, the, the issue is you don't know if it'll work until you've tried, because you don't know how powerful this phenomenon is. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, I could, like, honestly, my my instinct at this point with, hey, this thing's, like, super, so powerful that it's blocking all attempts to scrying at it is, like, hey, go get Adolf, see if they can help. So. Dad. I desperately want to fucking say something, but I feel like it would just be metagaming if I mention it. No, go ahead, mention it, please. Maybe it's literally Adel that's stopping you from doing this? Considering it would probably be part of the whole shebang that Adel doesn't want people scrying them or what's in the camp? Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot that scrying doesn't work in the camp. Okay, Colin, that's never been established. Oh. Really? None of you have ever tried to do it here in camp. Mm. Until just now. Okay. I mean, honestly, I'm pro- either way, I'm probably going to go to Adel and see if they have any ideas or if they can help at all. All right. So yeah, I'll go find <laughs> I'll go find the big guy. I'm running into them a lot seems yep uh takes a little looking but you find them are you keeping the other two with you uh yes i don't want them to forget me until we at least have some answers and i can help them a little bit okay uh i'll go up to adol and i'll say hey adol do you have a moment i have many um, Odo and Eula here seem to think that there's a person missing, and when I went into their tent, there's definitely supposed to be three people there. And when I tried scrying to find that person, I got just a hard block. Like, a, it, nothing... There was definitely an outside force preventing me from looking at them using magic. Let's see. Have any other phenomena occurred around this missing individual? Um, uh, not that I. Well, nobody else seems to th- remember who they are. It's sort of like a similar situation with me, but uh, but I'm not sure if it's the same exact thing or if it's just a similar effect in a different manner but nobody seems to remember anything about this individual. I see. Take me to their things. All right, I will lead them to Yula and Odo's uh, tent again and show them. Take Adel inside. They gotta duck down low. They are too tall for this tent. Mm-hmm. You can show them which pile of clothes and belongings is the odd one out they'll take it they'll, 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 they'll j- 
just take like one piece of clothing, kind of like ball it up a little bit into one hand, hold it out in front of them, squint their eyes, tilt their head. Ah, oh, yes. The owner of this is being shielded. Their eyes flutter open. They have been removed. Removed is I, I am assuming that that is a bad thing, but I don't know how bad. You are correct in surmising that it is similar to your own situation. I do not believe that they are dead yet. Alright, that's good. I believe I should be capable of resolving this. Is there anything I can do to help? I do not believe help, no. Okay. I... They, they kind of... They give you a look, Grant, that's like, I'm going to say something that you're going to understand better than everybody else in the room. I can end this quite swiftly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stay with them just... To, until, until you get back just to be on the safe side they'll walk outside of the tent still holding the ball of clothing kind of like put it out in front of them and they use it almost like a dowsing rod like they turn a little bit walk forward turn a little bit in the opposite direction walk forward more like they're they're getting a heading drawing a line and eventually they're going to go out of sight if you don't keep following them. I don't think I will keep following them because uh, they said that um, I wouldn't be of any real help there, so. Okay. A couple minutes pass, and then your wizard senses kick on as... There's the pull of power and intent off in the direction that Adel walked off in. And then you can hear and smell a little bit some kind of crackling force that darts out. And it's gone from your senses. And then, like... A second after whatever that was, you stop feeling it. Uh, memories of a person just appear in your head. Huh. You just remember this one elf named Jiskal, who you've run into a couple of times. They're one of the. They, they always stick out in your head because they're one of the few people in camp who actually has, like, cloth clothing. And, like, a lot of it. Like, it isn't patchwork, it's an actual, like, full on dyed woven cloth outfit. It's got patterns and everything? Yeah. And then you've, you've interacted with a few times. They, of course, never remember you, but they stick out to you, and uh, you just suddenly remember, oh. Oh. Okay. That's who's gone. Alright. And then Odo and Yula, like, also you can see that same moment of revelation on their face as they turn to look at each other. They both look worried, but also, like, 
grateful. Oh, you got that too? Yes. All right. I cannot believe we forgot them. Magic's weird. A few more minutes pass by and Adol comes back into camp proper and by their side is Jiskel. Looking a bit worse for the wear. They're, uh, they got some raw spots on the, what little exposed skin they have. They, they dress pretty heavily. They are pretty thoroughly covered, usually. So most of the, the weird rawness to their skin is concentrated around their face and like the, the palms of their hands, the tips of their fingers, but also like some pretty good chunks of their clothing have been dissolved off, it looks like. That's fucked up. And when they catch sight of Eula and Odo, they run up and the the three of them like come together and they all touch their foreheads to each other. Grant, you you maybe feel a little bit awkward about being uh, in the middle of this reunion. Uh, I Grant at this point will leave and let them forget that he ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, he will go up to Adel though and be like, thank you, what happened? Some form of symbiotic relationship. At the point at which my strike landed, I found two creatures is incorrect, because one of them was a plant. One was a a bird that I have known to speak compellingly as one of us across distances. The other, as I said, a plant, long, tall, hollow, almost like a cup. Jiskal was inside of it. The universe plants. Yeah, never fun. And the bird was perched along the rim of the cup. Or, I believe that would have been the case. It was quite torn to pieces by the time I arrived. Well, thank you for helping me with this, and uh, I hope it didn't take too much time out of your day. Time is something I have quite a lot of. Is and it fortunately did not require too much expenditure of power. Yeah, I would have felt bad if I messed up your healing time. No, I believe I should be fine. Alright, that's good. I am hungry, though, so I am going to go eat. Hey, you mind if I join you? I would not mind at all. So let's circle back onto Steiner. Steiner, what's uh, what's popping? Uh, well, I guess I'm starting on the loom project. I, I like, I, like a little hand loom is simple enough. It's just like, you know, it's just it's a square with some 
something to catch the threads on, then you just weave in between. Then that's simple enough to make a little cloth, but I want to make like a proper floor loom. So that we can make cloth at like large pieces of cloth at a reasonable pace. I am presently googling images of looms so I can get like a good look at what they at their construction. There are many kinds of looms. I'm coming to understand that. Obviously, you are not going to be making anything powered, I don't think. No. No, I want like a standing floor loom, though. Unless there are like hydro powered looms. Because you are close to a river, you gotta get clean water from somewhere. Hydro power is gonna be next update. Someone's gonna a- come around and ask if they've you've seen a flock of uh, swans around. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> I'm gonna make something akin to this. Okay, so this. I mean, I I say this doesn't look like too complicated of a construction, but I've definitely never done woodworking of this caliber. Most of these are just straight pieces, so I don't have to, like, curve wood or anything. This is... It's not going to be, like, pretty. I'm not going to have lacquered, sanded, sanded wood, but I should be able to make a reasonable facsimile of this. This is like a 17th century kind of loom. All right, all right. So, how do you start? Well, like, for starters, I'm just making some simple looms. Like some simple little hand looms, which is just like a square of wood with something to hold the cloth, and you just weave the thread in between it. And that's like the most basic, simple-ass kind of loom you can make. And that's not going to make fancy cloth, but it'll make, you know, like, usable cloth. Do that as proof of concept. And then, being the mad scientist that I am, I immediately jump into industrialization. (laughs) (laughs) all right i have completed exactly one prototype time to advance six generations (laughs) yes (laughs) okay okay so this is going to be a fairly long project because this is gonna be like multiple gathering trips where i'm gonna need to get stuff for this we can do this on a time frame if you want. Uh, I mean, we are, like, gobbling through days here, so it's... we, we can just step through stuff. <sighs> I, I'm a little bit curious, what are you doing for, like, fasteners? What are you doing for nails and screws and all of that? Well, rather than nails and screws, um, I'm thinking uh, rawhide ties. Time together um, using, you know, smaller pieces of wood as joints if needed be, but mostly tilled together with wet rawhide, and then when it dries, tightens very hard. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you can you can definitely ask for some like lengths of fresh animal skin from the hunters when they come back with mammalian animals. And then, you know, as you said, a lot of the cables are going to be fashioned from the same kind of leaves that Roxanne is uh, using for her guitar. 
and then wood is wood. Chop down trees. It's not quite as complicated as the picture I posted. I'm not gonna have like multiple with this looks like multiple cloth you can do at a time. I'm just gonna have one. But the just what I mostly want, which is the big important thing, is that I want to be able to, you know, have a big standing loom that you can uh, roll the cloth back as you weave it and just, you know, pass through. You, there's a word for the goddamn thing. The roll of cloth that you're weaving in between the existing cloth. There's a word, and I had it and lost it. I used to know it. Shuttle? Shuttle. That might be it, yeah. Sounds about right. <sighs> weave right. the shuttle through, press the cloth back. Weave the shuttle through, press the cloth back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, give me some kind of science roll to see how good you're like. Your sixth generation prototype comes out. So this is not an especially complicated thing. The issue is going to be like how much of this can I remember and how much of it I just have to like puzzle out and figure out like reverse engineer just from memory and thinking oh this is, has to work this way otherwise it wouldn't work. Seven. So not a, not a failure but it's going to take a while because this is slow going because I don't actually I, Steiner didn't know how looms work. He's trying to puzzle it together <laughs> from right. memory and like, like I said, okay, this has to work this way because it wouldn't work otherwise. Steiner right. once went on one of those like old timey farm tours where like this is <laughs> in the 17th century in the colonial times and he saw a loom being used once and that's the entire basis. <laughs> This of this construction. I went to Gettysburg once. I'm trying to rebuild a cannon. Look, now <laughs> the Steiner is a robot. He's just having like a midlife crisis somehow, and this is his. <laughs> this is his like. This is his deck. This is the, <laughs> this is his car rebuild. Steiner's summer car is a loom. Okay, okay. And yeah, it's it's crude because, you know, like you said, it's all half-remembered designs that you never physically interacted with, and also you don't have, like, good tools. All your tooling you have to make yourself, and... I had to make my own, like, ruler for measurements. Like, I have to, like... I'm just going down there, like, I know this piece needs to be this length. So I'm just making, like, lines in the dirt. At the beginning, your best and only cutting tool is your massive fuck-off magical sword. Yeah. There was, like, one attempt where I put the whole thing together, and because my measurements were off on one side, it was very lopsided and unusable, and I've had to start over redoing an entire side. And then everything's slightly out of alignment on the new side, so then you have to remake the other side as well. Mm -hmm. Not that either of you are speaking from experience or anything. 
It would work. I do woodworking. No, no, uh, that was twice, a joke. Cut once, cut twice, measure twice, cut three times, measure three times, cut once. Measure <laughs> once, curse several times, go to the store, buy more wood, measure three times, measure fourth time just to be sure. God, I fucking swear this screw fit at the hardware store and now it doesn't fit now that I'm at home. <laughs> Plumbing is a special kind of fucking nightmare to do yourself. Um. So, you know, a, a couple of iterations in, you just kind of look up at one point and you have a second? Like, just... Uh, out of nowhere, they didn't even announce themselves. There's just like a, 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 a there's an elf here. It's a bronze skin, kind of mid-length, light blonde hair, bright red eyes. They are just like on the other side of the loom, like tying things together, like you do. Hello. Hello. Can I help you? Okay, I know I should have asked. First. Is this... Is this something you're familiar with? No, not at all, but I've been watching you for several sleeps, and I think I understand. Oh. Well, I'll be glad to have the help then. Make attaching uh, certain parts easier with an extra pair of hands. I got that feeling, like you could use an extra body. Well, I'm on my second, so they, they just they blink, like almost owlishly. They shake their head like, "All right, I'm not even gonna question that." And go back to <laughs> tying knots and with the with the rawhide strips. It's it's a story. I'll tell you later if you ask it. Um, could you hold this piece steady for a moment? Yeah. Thank get you. up, come around the loom, and brace it. Pretty steady. Ah, uh, that is much easier. Thank you. Oh, I don't believe I've caught your name. Oh, right. That's a... Yes. Hedro. Hmm. Have I seen them around camp before? Or are they a new I mean, one? You've been, you've been here long enough to have seen everybody. Okay. Seen you around a few times, and it's nice to know your name. I'm Sina. They don't respond. They just like they're kind of focused on holding this beam still. Right. Finish fastening the cord. Do I let this go slack now? Oh yes, yes, it's fine. Thank you. They let it go. Is that aligned properly? Squat down. They're checking the corner. Good, feels stable. What is this for exactly? Well, um, if I've done this right, it should be able to uh, make cloth. Really? Mm -hmm. 
uh, you would use plant fibers and well, the way it would work is you would string them you would first have to make the string from the fiber then you would weave it along this little these little notches here to hold the string and then you would feed the another thread between these um, lift this and you push this back bring it around you feed it again and you keep doing that and it should just make you a piece of fabric when you're done How did you come up with this? A lot of guesswork and half-remembered things. Is there more that I could help with? Out of character question, I've seen people wear cloth around here. That's been established. So cloth has to come from somewhere. Looms have to have existed before. Yes, it's very uncommon though. <sighs> well, finish this one and if it works properly and I think it should I think I've done everything correct it's been a couple iterations it should be able to just let anyone just come and weave cloth easily well not easily it'll still be work but how do we test that we'll be try making some cloth try some just a sheet of cloth would to that end, um, last gathering trip, I had more of these lovely leaves picked up, and we should be able to get the fibers from them and try weaving. Show me. All right, well, let's see. Uh, so first, uh, I've already got this string here. I've made this ahead of time. So just as I said before, we weave this through this box, tie this off, and that's. The basic grid. Let's see. So pass this spindle here, this little scroll of cloth. Goes in and between these, up and down. That's going to hold it and give it structural integrity. And we push this back, and that pushes the cloth back as far as it can go, make it nice and tight. We'll weave it into again, put forward, keep it nice and taut, and I think this is working, so at the end of this, once we've woven this thread through all of the other cloth, it should have just a sheet of fabric, suitable for making um, clothing, a blanket, or just a rug, just to keep the dirt off. You're working your way through your maiden weaving you can already tell you know that there's going to be like some gaps in it it's going to be like a little bit lopsided on one side the, 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 there's a little bit of a part my technique isn't the greatest like, the, the left half of it is perfectly straight, and the right half is, like, it's straight. It's contiguous with itself, but it kind of, like, goes out at a slight angle compared to the left half. Just a little bit, but this would be suitable for a blanket. I don't think you should want to make... I don't think you'd want to wear anything made out of this, but... For a first attempt, this will make a nice blanket or a rug or something. 
just needs fine-tuning and my technique needs help. Hedro is just standing there in silence, watching you work, drinking in every single word that comes out of your mouth. And, alright, now everything's tied down. Nothing should come apart. Just double check over this. Good, good, good. Good, good. And it should just uh, lift off and be a whole piece of fabric. And, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's imperfect, but it works. Ah, proof of concept. Needs refinement. Technique toning. Multiple ways I can see to improve this, but there we are. Serviceable cloth. Hedro's expression is a little bit weird. They don't. They don't look like excited or awestruck exactly. It's just they. They regard the cloth, look it over, nod to themselves, and their eyes flick up to yours. Okay, what's next? Uh, well, next I just work any imperfections out of here so that it doesn't go all lopsided on this side like it did before, and make more cloth. And if it works well enough, I'll make another machine so that we can make more cloth and we can have everyone in nice, soft fabric instead of the these leathers. We can have blankets with holes in them and just a little bit of creature comfort. Do we do that now? We can. The look on their face is very plainly like, please say we do. I've got nothing else to do. Um, while it's fresh in my mind, it would be better to attack these little imperfections in the machine. So let's start on that. For one, these pegs over here will need to be adjusted just by a little bit. They immediately start working. <laughs> I will call you Gregory too. <laughs> yeah, um, the refinement of this initial prototype and then through the next few iterations of this design, and it isn't just like today. Hedro doesn't like go off to sleep in their tent, they just find a nearby tree that they can lay against and just go to sleep leaned up against it and then when they wake up they don't eat exactly they just kind of like slap the dirt off their pants and then come over and get right back to work you insist that you on occasion take a break to eat it's is that necessary? Come think of it, is it? <laughs> I can totally <laughs> die if they don't eat. I don't know. <laughs> now I've just realized. <laughs> are you willing to find out? We've seen them eat. They eat. But are they... Is it just like... Are they going to start to it For aesthetic purposes... <laughs> Presumably they have a need to. 
Yeah, hunger is a thing that people have expressed as a problem that exists in this world. Uh, do you not get hungry? I don't, but I'm made I, of mostly metal. I, I mean, I, I do, but this, the, the just kind of motion, the, the newest loom prototype. It'll be here when you get back. Just get yourself some food and sit and rest. I... If you want, I will promise not to work on it while you eat. Okay. I'll go with you. We can okay. talk. We can talk and discuss ways that we could improve the, the loom. They nod a few times. And then just kind of like stare at you. My friend Hedro, the neurodivergent elf. And maybe a little bit. I'm going to invent trains next, and this part, they're going to flip. <laughs> oh my fucking god. No, no, they'll, you'll invent trains, and they'll be like, okay, what's next? And you'll be like, planes? Then <laughs> uh, automobiles. Yes, exactly. And then we invent John Candy. <laughs> well, no. You see, what happens is you invent the trains, and then you invent more trains, and then you invent more trains, so you can and have lots, lots and lots, and lots of trains. Of trains. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Okay, but what if we invent some jets, and then some planes, and then some more jets, so you could have lots and lots of jets and planes? <laughs> then we'll invent Sue books. Gotta invent a printing press for that one. Oh boy. The entire camp can have the tiger poster. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, you can lead Hedro to the communal eating area and just procure food for them to eat. Like they do eat. They're they're not petulant about it, but the whole time that they are eating and you are making conversation, they they keep like looking back in the direction of the loom. Invented elf crack. I must never let any of the others see this. <laughs> they are maybe not chewing their food as thoroughly as they should. Next, Steiner gets to invent the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, can I ask, ask you something? Sure. You ever felt particularly focused on anything like the loom before, or is this new? Um, I've I've wanted to. We always either have to leave, or it gets whatever I try and build gets destroyed. I see. So you quite like to build things, hmm? Yes. Well, then I will continue to build things and you will continue to help me. Please. Now, for that, do chew your food. It would be... Uh, it wouldn't do you any good to choke before we can get back to work. There's like a... There's a moment where they're they're 
rapid fire, like I am reducing this to the into the minimal number of chunks that can fit down my throat without me dying. I'd like the, the, the tune slows down. Just kind of look at you, like kind of wide-eyed processing. And then the chewing picks back Joking up. would be detrimental to building things. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> you win this round, Steiner. <laughs> this guy's gonna invent Soylent. They do take your advice to heart. Oh, I'm the Gregor. I'm Bloodspot. <laughs> <laughs> Just bump into their shins. Lunch, lunch. <laughs> and then the sleeps, you know, sleeps crawl by. Construction and development continues, and eventually you get like four functional looms. Like up. You obviously can't have them running yourself. You are but one person. There are four of them, but you've tested them all. They all work. <sighs> all right. But can't know what we have accomplished. Okay. And then we'll work on the next project. You become visibly more animated when you say that. puppy and uh Lindsay Amelia kind of notice that over the next few sleeps cloth just kind of becomes a thing in camp what did Steiner do this time it's it's that, that's just my immediate that's just Grant's immediate reaction oh god what did Steiner do we're gonna we're gonna be ready to leave this place and then Steiner is going to have Invented the invented the industrial revolution. Somebody has to. <laughs> Somebody has to revolutionize this industry. Time to choke the skies of the primordial Feywilds, not with an endless storm of chaos, but with smoke. <laughs> All these engines that are burning gasoline. Steam engine action. That requires metallurgy, though, and I don't think we're there yet. I oh god, don't, don't, don't turn, fucking turn the Feywilds into steampunk, I swear to god. <laughs> they had like whole labs when we were there. Right, but they weren't fucking steam powered. You don't know that. I think Grant set foot in the winter laboratory like once exactly. You're, you're, you're right, I don't know that. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Steiner, it, uh, takes a few more sleeps, but cloth becomes ultimately pretty commonplace here. On your subsequent trips out with the gatherers, there's a, there, there is a higher priority placed on gathering plant materials that can be rendered into fibers that can be put through your looms. Mm-hmm. I'm helping. You are. Quality of life go up. People who have a problem with circulation are able to wrap themselves in functional blankets, finally. 
everybody has softer clothes, leather and like larger leaves that were used for clothing can now be used elsewhere. Armor? Yeah. The hunting and gathering teams both do get like new outfits because there's more to spare now. So leather patches in the cloth, portable tents, they could potentially over weather a night if they had to. Do you like... Steiner, how do you feel about this? I have made... uh, I have improved these people's lives. I feel good about myself. Right on. uh... I have made them more warm and secure. I hesitate to call you a celebrity because celebrity culture as we understand it does not exist here, but everybody definitely knows who you are now, and if anybody was still like suspicious or hesitant about you because of your particular nature, that's all gone at this point. I'm the cool kid. I'm one of the cool kids. (laughs) Everybody loves me. I'm Steiner. I can sit at the popular rock around the fire. They've <laughs> <laughs> got a weird little elf friend now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you just immediately launch into another project, but whenever you next do, Hedro is just there. Be the next project. Uh, earthenware, so we need to do a furnace. Charcoal. That would make metallurgy possible then. Oh my god, Steiner, stop! Oh god. <laughs> no, not jumping that, but first I am going to make like proper clay glazed pots and we can use that for cooking and water storage. Uh, let's get fucking agriculture going. Let's start farming so that <laughs> we don't have to go out into the woods so often. Which are full of dangerous animals. Rather just fucking snaps you up out of the timeline and tells you to knock the fuck off. <laughs> Look, I know technically you're my dad, but also fuck off. You're going to destroy the timeline. I was not told not to do this. <laughs> you all come back after everything is done to the Fae Wilds for the first time, and it it looks like fucking Dubai. Just all of it looks like fucking Dubai. <laughs> Given who I am and what I do, the fact that I was explicitly not told not to introduce technology to these people was implicit implication of I took I'm taking it as the go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't told uh, not to do it. Therefore I see Steiner as a loose constructionist. If you put Steiner in an area with materials, he will eventually make, well, everything. At once? See what he do. Let's finish this up with Roxanne. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Performance day. How's your anxiety? 
you know, you think that, you think considering the fact that I have had to face down the end of the world, I wouldn't be anxious. A little anxious. To be fair, you failed at facing the end of the world. We, we, that, that didn't work out too well for us. Look. <laughs> I didn't die at the end of the world. Better than most people. Yeah. Yo, just keep lording that over me. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some people, I didn't die. No, um... I am dealing. I just keep telling myself, hey, you know what? It's not like anybody's ever heard anything better than this, probably. So, like... Nobody will have any any frame of reference to judge how bad I do. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Definitely. Everything will be fine. So how do you get this started? Well, I like to think that being the nosy busybody that I am, I, 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 I've got some friends around the camp. Even even the people that I don't like specifically spend a lot of time with, I'm pretty friendly with a lot of folks. Right. And so, like, I just find, like, a group of people I recognize. I go up to them and I was like, Hey, folks. Uh, do you mind if I play a little music? I've been working on something, and I wanted to play it for a lot of people. And unless I get, like, a very enthusiastic no, I'm gonna just fucking launch into it. Like, it, like groups of people that are, like, around the campfire socializing, I guess. Okay, so, because music is such an uncommon thing, like, the notion of what you're about to do might not be, like, anything anybody understands at the outset. Have you... Like cultivated a group of friends that know what's up, know what you're going to be doing, or are you just showing up and saying, I'm going to do this completely new thing and I'd like you all to watch? Uh, a little bit of both. I feel like there's a mix of people in the audience. Okay, okay. And are you taking them away from everybody or are you doing this like out in the middle of camp? Uh, I mean, I figure camp is pretty like decently big. So like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this. I'm doing this like basically where I found them. Like it's a decent thoroughfare, but it's not like I'm not like taking up everybody's attention with it. So it's just more like a, I'm making a spectacle that people can come and watch if they want. But otherwise, I'm, uh, it's just like a thing I'm showing off to a group of people. Okay, okay. Well, they're all definitely on board, because they all like you well enough to, at the very least, indulge your hobbies. So you, are you gonna sit or stand for this performance? Um, I don't think I have a guitar strap, so it's gonna be hard, hard for me to play while standing. <laughs> all right, all right. I like, I don't know, I imagine there's like a, not even a log, like a tree stump I could sit on maybe. And I just sit on the tree stump and play. Okay, okay. 
what are you gonna play? Not Wonderwall. Uh, I meant to actually. Okay, what I meant to say was not Freebird, <laughs> but also not Wonderwall. But yes, not Wonderwall. I genuinely don't know. Okay. Like, I feel like I've probably like prepared a couple songs to try and play. So I just open with something relatively simple that I know by heart. And dueling banjos, sure. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, I need to look something up. I'm holding on. Holding tight. Nope, never mind. Never mind. I can't, I can't make a rules of nature joke because uh, Metal Gear Rising didn't release until 2013. Yeah, I, I played Through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon Force. <laughs> play Nevermind by Nirvana. I imagine that Roxanne does play a Nirvana song, though. All right. Uh, fuck, I don't listen. I actually don't listen to a lot of Nirvana. Smells Like Teen Spirit is always the classic. You're right. Smells Like Teen Spirit is a classic. <sighs> so... Do you want me to roll again? Well, here's the thing. These people haven't even heard Mamba Level 1 and you're introducing like Mamba Level 5 level of, level <laughs> of music. <laughs> Chloe, mm-hmm. here's, what's, here's what's up. I'm going to ask you, do you want to put this to a roll? Not really, to be honest. Okay. So then just... Just tell me. How well do you do? I think it starts off pretty shaky. Roxanne, in spite of herself, is pretty nervous about playing in front of a crowd, even people who have no idea what good music is supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. And have no idea what these sound what these songs are supposed to sound like. But like, eventually she starts sort of getting into it. And you know, she tries to pay. She tries not to pay attention to some people that like maybe walk off because they're not into it or whatever. But overall, I think it goes pretty good. Like, there's definitely some people that really enjoy it, and there's some people that just don't get it. Like, what's the what's the appeal? And by the end, I want to say there's like there are more people there than there were when she started. And new face, and there are a couple of new faces, even. Yeah, like it goes pretty well. It'd be really funny if Zolf was there. Oh, yeah, Zolf shows up at like the second song. <laughs> they are absolutely there. There, there are little ways to the back. Uh, your your sound carries far enough that they can put a little distance between without uh, losing a lot of the quality and you can tell that they are just like fucking vibrating enjoying watching you rock out in the middle of camp just play a set for everybody who wants to listen and as for the non-musicians in the audience 
yeah, they're all the the ones who did stick around by the end are all really into it. It's it's kind of interesting to see that like uh, the the universality of this body language, the the way some people are drumming their hands, the way some people are bobbing their heads in time with it, the way some people are tapping their feet. What what was once a such a like human reaction to it just even in this time, in this place, with this people, it's the same kinds of reactions to what is, in their estimation, good-ass music. Hell yeah. So then your set comes to a close. What do you do? Like, I can't give you a standing ovation, because clapping isn't a thing. Just a moment where, like... Roxanne's just breathing really heavily because she's just been doing... She's been super hyper-focusing on this for the past... God knows how long. It's kind of hard to keep track of time. Uh, When clocks haven't been invented and also there's no... uh, Sun. Sun. There's no... There's no big timekeeping in this timekeeper in the sky. There's no uh, time of day. You could definitely, if you wanted to, do some addition in your head. Like, okay, I know that this song is three minutes, 19 seconds. So so you get a feel for it, at least. It was probably like 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, probably like 20 minutes. And there's just like this very stunned silence where Roxanne realizes that she's finished and she's like expecting I don't know, booze or clapping and then she's like, wait, okay, that's not going to happen. (laughs) And then she just goes, ah, thanks uh, for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that. I never played in front of so many people before. Ah, not really sure what to say. <laughs> everybody gets up. Most everybody was sitting by the end. There were a couple people who were still standing, but everybody gets up and kind of crowds around you. And it's. You are being showered with praise here. Uh, oh! I've, I've never heard anything like that. That was incredible. How did you learn to do that? What, what is the name of this thing that you're making all these sounds on? Oh, well, you see, it's, uh, I call it a guitar. I used to have another one, but, uh, it's like, you see, the strings are all different widths, and there's this little hollow, so when I pluck the string, it makes different sounds, and then I can hold down here, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then at one point, like, Zolf is next to you, you realize, and they kind of elbow you, smile, nod their head. I can't believe I just did that. You were great! And like I said, I warmed him up for you. Oh, I couldn't follow that. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You'll get there. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. When you, you'll, know, you'll know when you feel like doing it. They, they, Zolf looks fired up. Yeah. I'm so pumped up. 
oh, internally, I feel so bad that I'm going to have to leave all these new friends I'm making. <laughs> uh, and it's not just friends. Over the, uh, over the next couple of sleeps, you get people who are coming up to you and, like, asking how to make a guitar. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you teach us, Amelia? Um, I mean, I can try. It took me a really long time to get this one where I wanted it, but if you've got the patience to learn and you don't mind taking the time to do it, I can teach you whatever you like. Everybody wants to learn. Everybody's willing to put in the time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, I have destroyed the timeline with rock and roll. (laughs) Rip. (sighs) Rip. Congratulations, you're Elvis. Elfis. <laughs> Come back into the future, or I guess the present, you find out that Nirvana is being sued for plagiarism. <laughs> uh, the complaining party who find out through the weird shit grapevine is a bunch of gremlins. This is like an ancestral family song. (laughs) I like to think that it would fucking like, it would just mutate over the course of millennia or whatever, and it would be completely unrecognizable. (laughs) That feels like a good place to call it to me. Yeah. Like every good movie, it ends with a rock and roll concert. (laughs) Ends with a musical (laughs) montage. And then inequality was solved forever in the Feywild through the power of rock and roll. Yeah, freeze frame as we jump in the air. (laughs) Um, I think we can blow through end of session here. Because, um... We only get one guess, and that's Grant did contribute to saving someone from certain death or worse. Yes. I don't think any of the others we can answer yes to. Uh, I, may be I saved somebody's soul with the power of rock and roll. <laughs> so everybody can take an experience point. Hell yeah. I, I love level up. Experience point. Hell yeah, I love my friends leveling up. Uh, go ahead and take a cookie away from me, please. Unless you're, unless you're willing to let me, um add a point to weird yeah i'll allow that okay cool say so that uh enough time has passed in this very mana rich environment that uh your circulatory system has just ambiently grown back on its own you've had a couple of days where like you know when you're going through growth spurts during puberty and you're just your bones ache yes that yeah. but magic yes precisely <laughs> you've had a couple of those soon i will be able to remove you again. i'm back again baby i'm a good wizard again i woo i woo wolf howl noises um good session though yeah good shit good shit good shit good shit
So I think at this point we're up to like 120 days. So four and our months, was, right about? Yeah. Was six months. Yes, target right. was six months. So I, I'm guessing next time is the last time we're doing Feywild shit. I have to get cracking on that agriculture. Good session today, though. Yes. I had a really good time. Yeah, same. I'm very glad to hear it. Colin, I'm sorry you couldn't have a better time. That's fine. Maybe next time I will signpost my bullshit better. <laughs> I'm t- I'm just so used to like doing detective stuff in like city environments that I completely forgot. Oh yeah, I can just like fucking track his their footprints in the dirt. That <laughs> that completely it's like, oh yeah, that's right, they would leave footprints. In the dirt, oh, yeah. which is all around oh, us. Two days. Fresh. Uh, someday. Someday. It's not, it's not like this is the last time I'm going to run something with mystery elements in it. Fucked up. But I'm glad you guys had fun today. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks at home, I hope you had fun listening to this. I had fun running it. So I'm hoping it was fun all around for all parties. And uh, look forward to next time when uh, things will happen. Things are going to happen. Like capital H happen, things are going to happen. Shit gets real. And we have to pose as a team. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I take it back. Bad night. How dare. Got him.